Well, hello everybody. How are you doing tonight? I hope you're doing well. Sorry I'm late to the game. It's 8 p.m. Remember when I used to do this at like 7.30, 8.30 a.m. every day? Well, life is rough. Things change. That's where we're at. I didn't really want to do the podcast today, to be honest with you. Um, it's just one of those days, but I kind of know that that probably means I should just do it anyway. But I am not in a good place. I'm not in a good mood. Um, I'm just not. So, but, but that's okay, right? I do this anyway. I still have tons of things I like to share with you. So that's, that's not gone, even when I'm in these moods. Um, let's see, I want to talk to you guys about current obsessions. How about that? Let's bring that back. Right now, I just watched a documentary called Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru, and I really loved it. Tony Robbins, that big guy, motivational speaker, you think he's just a bro, but you just don't know until you watch this documentary. It's by Joe Berlinger, who did, um, did you say Berlinger or Berlinger? He's the guy from the uh, West Memphis Three documentaries. Um, he also did... Uh, what am I thinking? Oh, Some Kind of Monster, documentary about Metallica that I'm obsessed with. Uh, I never can look at psychiatrists or psychologists in the same way after seeing that documentary. If you guys have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I really got into this uh, Tony Robbins documentary, and I liked that my thoughts about who he was were completely challenged, and I was completely off base. He's a badass. I'm sorry, he's a badass, and I love him. So that's a new obsession. Uh, what is another obsession? Oh, it's been an obsession for a while, but I don't think I've ever brought it up. You guys know I love true crime. I've been listening to this for, I don't know, almost a year now. My Favorite Murder, the podcast. Let's hear it for Georgia and Karen, everybody. A lot of you guys listen to it, I know, because you brought it up with me, and it took me a while to get on the bandwagon, but I love that podcast. For those of you who like true crime, give it a, give it a spin, give it a whirl. Um, if, if you're like me, you're going to love it. It takes a little while to get used to it, I'll be honest with you. It took me a little while anyway. Um, and then once I did, I'm obsessed. So, um, yeah. What else? Uh, chicken nuggets, love them. I haven't been, that's another, that's like a depression food for me. Like frozen Tyson chicken nuggets. Although I don't think we have Tyson here in California. I can never find Tyson, the regular old Tyson chicken nuggets. Oh, I love them. And I love crinkle fries. And um, all right, so that's it. Those are some of the obsessions currently. I am working on some big drawings, many big drawings, actually. So there's that. I am cold. My hands are freezing. I've been wearing fingerless gloves when I go out of the house. They're leather, black leather fingerless gloves. I look like a mess consistently and constantly. <laughs> My hair is disgusting. My P.O. Box guy, Michael, who I love, he told me my hair looked good today, and I was shocked because this is the dirtiest and grossest my hair's looked like in a long time. Anyway, um, let's move on to what I'm going to be reading to you. I actually have a little switch. I'm going to switch up the game a little bit here. Uh, I am not going to read you anything. that I, I might read you like a short three-line poem at the end, but... I can't believe I haven't done this. Uh, some of you guys know that I've been on a book tour. I have a book called Robin O'Neill, 20 Years of Drawings that just came out uh, last fall. And I was on a book tour for that. And I'm going to pick that up again here in a couple of months or maybe a month. And um, 
look, the cool, there's a lot of cool things that happen as a result of that. And for those of you that are newcomers, it's not a, I haven't written a book. I'm an artist and I make drawings and I have been doing that for 20 years. So this book is, you know, what you would consider like a coffee table book of my art. It's called a monograph in the art world. And I hope you guys like it. I'll put a link in the description of the podcast for if you want to check it out and buy it. Uh, so recent, but, but when my New York, uh, book tour and book signing date was coming up, I recognized that I wanted to do something. Although a lot of curators are interesting and really good at these Q and A's. For instance, the one that I did in Houston with my dear friend and curator and the person who wrote the intro to my book, Allison Green, that was awesome, but it's not all that common that somebody can be as good at that as, as Allison is. Curators tend to keep things a little too serious and aren't, don't have a sense of humor. Sorry, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, that's a horrible thing to say, by the way. I apologize to all curators listening. But, you know, I didn't, with my personality, I didn't want it to be stiff and I didn't want it to only be for art people, the conversation that I was going to do in New York. So, I was sort of brainstorming and thought, I love cross-disciplinary conversations, so I thought to ask somebody else from a different discipline altogether to interview me or, or I interview them, just something more interesting and unique. And the first person I thought of was the actor Kevin Corrigan. And I will talk to you more about Kevin in a minute, but I have just been a fan of his since I was about 18, and I, I just adore his work as an actor so much. I've also enjoyed following him on Twitter and Instagram. He's got a good eye for photographs and paintings and all sorts of things. He's, he's politically, I'm right in line with him as well. And uh, so he has been following my work for a little while too. I can't remember how that started, but he seemed to enjoy it. So I figured, you know what, let's start at the top. I'm just gonna ask if Kevin Corrigan, who I know lives in New York, would be willing to do a Q&A with me before my book signing at my gallery, Susan Inglet Gallery in New York City. Never thinking that this was gonna happen. Um, so this is kind of a good lesson to everybody, like ask for what you want. And then if they say no, you move on and do something else. But I asked for what I wanted, so I reached out to him via Twitter. And I asked if he, he was interested in this. And uh, long story short, he said yes right away without hesitation. And I couldn't believe it. So I was really excited, slightly nervous because A, here I am, I'm about to meet somebody who I've revered for a long time, but not only that, we're about to have a conversation in front of a bunch of people about my work of all things. So you can imagine how excited I was. Real quick about Kevin, if you guys don't know, I know you know his name, everybody, once you see his face, you'll know him because he's been in so many movies. He got an early start, he's from the Bronx. I can't remember how young he was when he was in Goodfellas, but he plays Ray, Leo, Ray Liotta's little brother. He's the one in the wheelchair. I think his name was Michael in that. I can't remember, but he's in the wheelchair. You remember that kitchen scene? Uh, I first noticed him. I can't remember if it was in Walking and Talking, which is a gr his role in Walking and Talking is one of the most heartbreaking, tender, relatable things I have ever watched. Honestly, watch that movie specifically for his performance and what happens to his character in that uh, but I really started paying attention to him in Buffalo 66. He plays the character Goon slash Rocky. If you remember, it's Vincent Gallo's like shirtless friend who's on the phone with him, um, who kind of protected his locker or something like that for a while at the bowling alley. Anyway, that's when I started to notice Kevin Corrigan. I also love Hal Hartley movies, and Kevin Corrigan was in Henry Fool, 
which is one of my favorite movies as well. Both Buffalo 66 and Henry Fool are in my top like 12 movies of all time. So, uh, and then it, the list goes on and on. Super Bad, Pineapple Express, a, a million movies. He's been in so many movies. And he was Uncle Eddie in the show Grounded for Life, the TV sitcom. Um, I'm sorry this is going on so long, but he's also, by the way, another thing I forgot, he has a mom who's a visual artist who's an extremely talented visual artist. I love her work. I'll try to find, I'm going to put links to everything I'm talking about in the description of the podcast as usual. So don't worry about that. I'll try to find her work and share that with you guys. Um, also, Kevin's in the band Crystal Robots, which they are really, really good. Kevin's an accomplished musician along with everything else. And recently played with Mark Kozilek of Red House Painters uh, for a Christmas show at a, th- at a theater, a cinema in um, New York. So uh, is your mind not blown yet? Well, li- look what happens. So then, long story short, I get to New York. We have, I have about a week prior to the event And Kevin and I are talking on the phone and figuring out what to do. And I just can tell and trust Kevin is going to do fine. No matter what we were going to do, I was going to be happy with it, seriously. But he went above and beyond. And I will, you can view this entire interview if you'd like. So I'll put the link on there too. But uh, I'm going to play for you the snippet that was probably the most, you know, besides very personal things for me, you know, in my family life and relationship life, which I can't ever top anything, you know, career based or whatever is never going to top that. But I can tell you, I've never felt anything like I felt in this moment that you're about to hear, uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think you'll probably be able to understand why you guys know I make drawings. So, um, I title all of my drawings. A lot of my drawings have really long titles. I take the titling of my work very, very seriously. I'm obsessed with titles of movies, poems, books, art, uh, you know, albums. I think a lot about titles, a lot. And I come up with titles to books I'll never write all the time. I, I just love titles. And I didn't say this to Kevin at all. Kevin came up with this on his own. He decided, he said that he was very taken with the titles of my drawings. So he decided to type them all up in a document. And then he rearranged them and created this poem out of my titles. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that I loved found poems like that, or I like piecemealed poems or poems that are generated from other, you know, from spoken word or something. For instance, um, my favorite book, one of my favorite poetry books is that Erratic Fire, Erratic Passion the poetry of sports talk, uh, which I've read on here a lot, where it, 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 they are poems taken from the pre- and post-game interviews of ath- professional athletes. This is Kevin didn't know any of this. Kevin doesn't listen to my podcast. He did not have any clue that this is something I'm a huge fan of. And then also, I never hear my poems spoken aloud, ever. I write them. I send them. I write them on the back of my drawings. They get sent off into the world, and nobody's ever like, hey, Robin, um... You know that drawing, these final hours embrace at last, this is our ending, this is our past. Oh, tell me about that guy's shoes in that drawing. I mean, nobody recites my words to me. Like, you know, that's just never happened, number one. And especially in front of everybody who came to this event, which thank you, Susan Inglet, thank you for putting this on. Kevin Corrigan, Jesus Christ, thank you for doing this for me. What I was trying to say was this was a highlight of my life beyond any comprehension. Honestly, I I had to look at my friend, Adam. Hello, Adam. 
I had to look at Adam, who brought me pickles, by the way, because Adam is amazing. Adam Baker, great photographer, great friend, great human being, tallest man I know. Adam was sitting in my eyesight. And as Kevin started into this reading of my titles as a poem, and it was a dramatic reading because he's an incredible actor. So it's a whole different thing than when I read poems to you guys or when you've ever heard a poet read, nobody can do it like Kevin, Cor Kevin Corrigan. If you're poets out there, you should get Kevin Corrigan to read all your poetry out loud. You should stop doing it. You should get him to do it because <laughs> he's better at it than you. I guarantee no offense. Although that's so, I've said a lot of offensive things tonight. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, anyway, so he's reading it and I realize I'm flipping out a little bit and I'm trying to keep my cool because it's just the two of us in front of a room of like 50, 60 people. But I catch Adam, luckily, his face, and he looks at me. And it was one of those unspoken, you're able to communicate in words somehow without moving your mouth or speaking with a friend because you've known them for so long. And I look at Adam, and basically my face says this. I can't fucking believe this is happening right now. Can you believe this is fucking happening right now? And Adam looks back at me, with, and his face says to me, I know. This is awesome. And then I just kind of have to stop looking at him and I'm, you'll see it in the video if you want to. Huge moment, huge gift. So without further ado, this is Kevin Corrigan reading his own rendition of my titles of my drawings. So here we go. I think what will help, what will help me to help you, not that you need any help, <laughs> you know, well, we love Robin, we, we, we love the work, and, and, uh, but th I think there's more going on with, uh, with the work besides the, 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 uh, the visual aspect of it. Uh, there's also the, uh, the, the way that you title your work is something that, 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 that uh, uh, pulls me into it even further, you know? Um, <coughs> so, uh, Robin and I agreed that I was going to do this. She, she said, she gave me the okay. I'm just going to, this is actually a, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a, well, you can decide what it is. Not only it was I okay with it, I was <laughs> totally excited and thrilled. This is really, so you typed it out? All right. Yeah, here it is. Um, so, as, okay, so this is, these, these are, uh, you know, this is, a list, really. You you may say, who wrote that? Is that a Wallace Stevens? Is that um, Edgar Allan Poe? Or you know, uh, it's it's just Robin O'Neill. It's uh, as ye as ye the sinister creep and feign. Those once held become those now slain. Everything that stands will be at odds with its neighbor. And everything that falls will perish without grace. We are not okay. We cannot live like this anymore. Conflict and worship The latch won't unbind. Sweet companions remain ignored, and now it is known, a nether sky, standing below this eternal covenant, 
fading away with sleep as darkness falls on this heartless land. My brother holds right my feeble hand, their fear blurred, and they were still. Oh, how the heartless haunt us all. The impasse, as my heart quiets and my body dies, take me gently through your troubled sky. The contents of the beast, the silence, masses, masses, rove a darkened pool. Never is there laughter on this ship of fools. Being together, no matter how rich our blood, this massive earth rises above and provides us no wings. These final hours embrace at last. This is our ending. This is our past. This is a descending world. Staring into the blankness, they fell in order to begin. A death, a fall, a march toward a better world. So that's, these, this is just the titles of, of Robin's poems. That's her pages. Strong Together, that's, so it's, 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 a, it's a Robin O'Neill poem. Oh, well, I'll never be able to top that. At least that's highly doubtful I'll be able to top that. Uh, highlight of my life right there. Big, big, big moment. And I hope you guys liked it. I feel a little bit selfish. Uh, maybe I'll end this by reading you a three-line poem by W.S. Merwin, who you know I love. If you guys remember the poem, Thanks, that I've read by him. If not, look it up. It'll make you feel good. But here's a short one called Absence. Just kidding. It's actually called, it's actually called Separation. <laughs> I had it memorized, but then I was like, even though I have the lines memorized, I got the title wrong. You'll see why I thought it was called Absence. Here it goes. Separation, W.S. Merwin. Your absence has gone through me like a thread through a needle. Everything I do is stitched with its color. We'll end there, you guys. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, what is it, R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. I will also put a link so you can follow Kevin Corrigan on both Instagram and Twitter and my gallery, Susan Inglet Gallery. Uh, buy my book, Robin O'Neill, 20 Years of Drawings. Or don't. If you don't care about art, you're not the only one. I, I, I mean, I care about it, but I'm prone to buy poetry books, aren't I? <laughs> Sorry this is 20 minutes long. You know what? I'm starving. I'm thinking about food a lot. I want you guys to go buy yourself a donut tomorrow morning. Um, eat a chicken nugget for me. I got to stop eating them. And I will end, as I always do, at least 90% of the time, with Anton Chekhov. We shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. Thank you all so much for putting up with me. I'm not an easy person. I'm not having an easy time. And so if I have done anything to offend you or accidentally ignored you or been in any way problematic for you, I am truly sorry. I am just trying to get by right now and I'm not being my best self and I am sorry for that. All right, I love you guys and good night. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.